Banks have long been targets for criminals because successfully breaking into one means a big payday. Many banks and their customers have now shifted their activity online, but while useful, it also provides cybercriminals with potentially even bigger paydays if they can hack into banks. I'm Danny Palmer, this is ZDNet Security Update, and with me to discuss how hackers are going after banks and evolving how they perform their attacks is James Muir, Threat Intelligence Research Lead at BAE Systems. Thanks for joining me, James. So what sort of cyber threats are financial services and banks looking at as we move into 2021? Hi Danny and thanks for having me on. Um, so yeah, I mean first and foremost is really the major trend of 2020 which has been ransomware. Um, so lots of FS organisations have been uh, impacted either directly or indirectly by ransomware and, and the threat as a whole is showing no signs of stopping as we go to the year end. Uh, I think we've seen over a thousand um, double extortion uh, victims now of ransomware where data theft has been coupled into the attack so raising the stakes for a, a ransom to be paid. So that'll be at the top of my list. Um, secondly, this year has been obviously very interesting with, with the COVID pandemic. Um, and potentially one of the impacts that's had is it's been harder for criminals to do those big cyber heists that have ended up in um, money muling, physically money muling um, money out of the financial system. Um, so the likes of the Lazarus group have been quieter in, in that respect this year. So. That's something that we might see change um, in years to come as, as, as COVID restrictions are lifted and it becomes easier for that type of activity. So that's something that I'd definitely be on the lookout for as a, as a bank. Um, thirdly, I guess thematically in terms of technologies, um, so supply chain security is, is a massively hot topic and will continue to be so, uh, and the emerging threat to cloud services as well. So both of those issues entangled quite um, succinctly in, in the uh, recent activity that's um, that's been making the news in the last couple of weeks. I guess a good place to start from those would be ransomware. We've seen the damage it can do to organisations and for banks, if, if their systems are crippled, it's, it's caused a lot of problems. And we've seen incidences uh, here in the UK where various uh, UK banks have had system, system crashes which have locked people out of their accounts. And that's fortunately been, uh, in most cases, resolved within a day. But... I suppose if a bank falls victim to a ransomware attack and they're not willing to pay the ransom, that means people might not have access to their money for a long time. Yeah, indeed. I mean, from a I'm, sort of top tier banks have, have not yet, at least in the West, become victim of, of ransomware attack. And that is a kind of unknown as to whether we will see that in future. Um, there are far easier targets for ransomware operators than big banks, which is good. And, and they take their security very seriously and do the basics very well. Um, but yeah, I mean, organizations such as Travelex, Finastra, um, there have been big casualties this year. And, and in Travelex's case as well, the attack on them at the turn of last year has um, you know, gone some way to contributing to their going into administration. So there, there can be big impacts on organizations. And the I mean, the whole FS ecosystem is something of a, a meshwork of interdependencies and relationships between different service providers. Um, so, yeah, the whole kind of concept of shared resilience and, and relying on each other to, to defend themselves and, and defend each other is, is a big topic. Obviously, banks are working together to try and stop these sorts of things. But are cyber criminals now working uh, together and collaborating in order to try and target banks? Because... Because if you, if you use this sort of movie comparison, when you watch a bank heist movie of your traditional bank, there's always a bunch of different people with different skills who have to do different things in order to get into the vault. Is that the same when it comes to cyber attacks against banks? 
It certainly can be. Um, so we've, in a number of incident response cases that we've, um, our team have dealt with in FS organisations in recent years, uh, we've seen quite good evidence of collaboration between distinct criminal groups. Um, so they may know each other by some means, but they're referred to as distinct entities within the this kind of cyber threat landscape. Um, so examples such as uh, TA505 appearing to be an initial access broker of sorts. So they, they do the getting in to victim organizations, then almost handing off that access uh, to other criminal groups to then proceed with the attack from there. So TA505 have handed off uh, access to the silence gang, for example. Uh, so yeah, there is there is a, a large degree of cooperation um, between some kind of ecosystems of, of criminality. Uh, that's something that we see play out in the ransomware space as well, um, quite frequently. And this might seem like an obvious question, but you know, if a hacking group gets into the network of a bank, what do they do? What are they stealing uh, and what are they after? Um, I mean, that can vary on a case-by-case -case basis. If, if the group is set out to try and um, make off with large sums of money, uh, then they'll typically try and proceed from the kind of initial uh, access point on, let's say, on the corporate network uh, through to some sort of payment system. Um, some kind of interface that allow them to either create fraudulent transactions uh, or to perform some sort of manipulation that will be to their benefit. So that could be uh, setting up uh, you know, fake credit cards, um, manipulating ATM transactions or um, you know, large into some bank transfers over the SWIFT network, for example. So yeah, it's a, a question of uh, motivation it comes back to essentially. Um, you know, if yeah, like I say, if the group is after big sums of money, um, they will they will know what they're after, and it'll be access to those specific systems. And as we've seen in the past, that the, the Swift network has been a target for this sort of thing before. You know, with with cyber criminals being able to make off with uh, some quite large sums of money. Yeah, very much so. I mean, the just to reiterate, the the Swift network itself is is secure and is a you know a, a primary example of international infrastructure that we all rely upon. Um, it's really the interface between the bank and the SWIFT network, which is where uh, attackers have, have managed to exploit weaknesses. But would that be some sort of social engineering? So imagine in a lot of these uh, cases, if you're, if you're dealing with you know, millions of dollars, pounds, whatever currency it is, some sort of human uh, has to be involved in the process of making that transfer. And Social engineering, phishing is, is a you know, massive problem for all organisations, but it's something that's you know, a part and parcel of needing to steal uh, money from banks if, if attackers are going that way. Yeah, I think in a lot of these cases, it, it can be quite difficult to work out the initial access vector. Um, some of these groups are very good at covering their tracks. Uh, but yeah, as you say, social engineering via spear phishing is, is a very common tactic with a lot of groups. Uh, certainly the, the Lazarus group used that um, very well, but they will explore other other areas as well, other other ways in. Um, but yeah, there's there's always a, a human in the loop, as they say, and uh, often it can be a, a social engineering attack, which is the way in. On similar grounds, I suppose, is something that's covered in your recent report, of disinformation and fake news and how that can impact uh, the banking system. Is this a fairly new thing? And, and if so, how, how does it work and how does it how are criminals exploiting this this sort of activity? Yeah, I mean, so disinformation has been is as old as time, um, I guess, uh, and is most commonly 
related to election uh, topics and, and other or other angles like that. But yeah, in terms of the the FS system being a target for it, it's it's it is a threat. It is a concern. It's quite um, maybe a low concern at the moment. Um, there's been a few examples of uh, fake news campaigns against uh, specific banks, and it seems to be for kind of grievance um, rather than market manipulation. Um, but that's certainly plausible. The the way that the FS markets react to uh, bad news and and fear can potentially be um, exploited in in such a such a campaign. I think looking forwards, um, and the Carnegie Institute have done another nice paper on this actually, is um, the availability of kind of deep fake synthetic media technology to uh, motivated criminals. So we, we might see uh, more kind of unique uses of that. Um, so in different takes on the business email compromise type attack, um, you know, new spins on on fraud uh, that use kind of synthetic media and that that might be uh, you know, in a related way, something to um, to watch in years to come. We've touched upon it there uh, with the you know sort of manipulation and using technology to help uh, these things along, but it's already happened, I suppose. There have been instances where uh, voice manipulation has been used to say, you know, "I am your boss. Please send you know, this three hundred thousand dollars as you know, in in business email uh, fraud schemes," and that's something banks are going to have to be looking out for, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah. As you say, there there are known examples. I I guess we'll we'll just see it trend um, to being more within the the standard toolkit that these um, these types of criminals use on a on a business as usual basis. I suppose. So, what can banks and other financial services companies do to try and stop themselves from falling victim to these kind of attacks, especially when the cyber criminals involved seem to be evolving and changing their tactics all the time? Yeah, I mean that's that's the uh, the sixty four thousand dollar question or, or multi million dollar question uh, in some cases. Um, I think everything kind of has to be pinned on doing the basics right. I mean, it's a message that everyone's heard thousands of times, but it's worth repeating. Um, and you can actually sort of view those basics quite nicely through uh, a ransomware attack, if you like. Um, I mean, there are there are ways along the entire kill chain of a, a ransomware attack that you can defend against and defense in depth is, is a major topic. Um, but I find it quite instructive to think about the start of the attack and the very end of the attack. Um, so the start, you know, blocking initial access or making initial access harder. Um, so that comes down to effective patching policies, um, knowing what infrastructure you're exposing to the internet and making sure that's all as it should be. Uh, you're not exposing any RDP. Uh, you're managing authentication properly, etc. Um, and yeah, as you say earlier, um, having good email security and awareness around uh, phishing attacks and so on. All the way through to the very end of a ransomware attack in the case where you are um, compromised and become a victim, really knowing that you can recover from such a situation is key. Having backups that are offline, testing those backups to make sure that you can respond and recover quickly is absolutely key uh, and is a major recommendation that we would issue in, in that regard. Um, so moving away from the ransomware uh, kind of situation, obviously there's a whole load of other things to consider. Um, for banks, um, you know, there's the CBEST scheme, for example, uh, within uh, run by Bank of England and similar schemes such as Tiber EU. Uh, are great ways to test that banks are doing the basics right um, and to to pit their their defenses against red teams in uh, targeted attack scenarios. 
um, the SWIFT ecosystem as uh, we worked with SWIFT to produce the customer security program, which has been rolled out very effectively. Um, and that's had a great effect on, on banks themselves. And yeah, coming back to my initial point around the kind of thematics, um, so next year, supply chain security, cloud security, uh, these are areas which have received focus already, but continued focus on those areas is, is kind of key. Some really good advice there, James. Thanks for joining me on ZDNet Security Update. And for more advice on how you can keep yourself secure online, keep watching ZDNet Security Update, subscribe to the ZDNet YouTube channel, and of course, keep reading ZDNet. Thanks for watching. Thank you.